Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I've got an awesome episode for you guys today featuring Victoria Jane, a human design coach. Um, she is coming back on the show for the second time. She is the first guest to come back twice. Um, and the reason for that is that her first episode is the most listened to episode on the Lit AF podcast. So I thought it would make sense to bring her back. And she and I dive deep into the sixth line profile that we both have. She's a 6'2", I'm a 6'3". Um, it's such a good conversation. Oh my God. We go deep. We It's brutal. We talk about our mistakes, our lessons, our rock bottoms, and um, what we learned from it and who we are now and what advice we would give ourselves while we were going through the thick of it. So if you have a six in your profile at all, this episode is for you. Or if you um, want to learn more about profile, um, you're going to find this one really, really interesting. And um, TBH, during the interview, (laughs) there's a lot of numbers in there. So I was like very confused. I thought I knew what we were talking about. Um, but then I re-listened to the episode and, and upon the actual re-listening to it, realized that I'm just going to say it here because <laughs> you might not be able to tell while you're listening to me talk during this episode. Um, but what Victoria has us do is talk about our six line journeys and specifically talk about the third line phase of the six line journey. And then, so that's like zero to 30 is the third line phase of the six line. And then once you hit 30, you kind of enter your second phase of the six line journey. So I'm throwing a lot of numbers out there. I'm like, I'm, I'm on the roof. I'm, I'm a six, three, <laughs> I'm 35. <laughs> so, um there's a lot of numbers that we discuss and um it was confusing. But I get it now and so I want to iterate that now just in case anyone has any questions. Um and also just to show you that I'm learning constantly all the time. Um I just It was so, so, so fun listening to this conversation and super fun bonus um, on the Lit AF blog at sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. We got a little blog blog post about today's episode (laughs) and um, we feature photos from Victoria and I in our 20s. So Victoria is at a lovely work retreat in Mexico with a lot of... A lot of corporate um, vibes going on. <laughs> and um, I chose a photo from my kind of identity crisis while I lived in Amsterdam. Um, it's a photo of my freshly bleached, freshly cut faux hawk um, that I rocked when I was living there. And it was it was just an interesting time. It was interesting to go back and look at those photos. Um, I feel like even just going through this episode, I've healed a lot of the memories from that time. Um, it's been difficult for me to even talk about Amsterdam, which sucks because I know so many people that have like 
gone and moved to Amsterdam and love it. I'm like, oh my God, I really like wish that I could be positive about this experience. Um, but for me, it was just, it was just a different time and there were some really good parts about it, but, um, but boy, woof, it was fun to look through those photos. <laughs> um, and just so glad that I'm where I'm at today. It's really, really exciting stuff. Um, so listen to the end of the episode. It is the month of December. We got giveaways. Victoria's giving away um, a one-hour free video on digestion and human design. And Victoria has just, she has been on her own digestion journey. So I know this video is going to be super helpful, super interesting, super informative, um, as all her content is. And if you want to enter to win, um, just listen to the end of the episode to, um, hear more about it. Um, and of course I, um, have to tell you guys about my workshop coming up. It's coming up on January 6th. I'm hosting a workshop on goal setting. So if you're like finishing the end of the year, I like to do this in January because I actually, I'm like so weird about this. I really actually want to finish the year before I look back on it. So that's why I like to do this in January. And um, we're going to do it on January 6th. It's from 5 to 7 p.m. That's Pacific time. Um, but if you can't make that time, go ahead and sign up. And I'm going to send you the recording as well as all the worksheets so you can do it on your own time. Um, and what we're going to do is just look back on our goals from 2020, celebrate our successes, and then we're going to set new goals for 2021. And we're going to set big, realistic goals, which I'm just so excited about. And then at the end, we're going to do some unblocking. So we're going to figure out, like, how do you feel about your goals? What is your subconscious feel about your goals because that's the most important thing. I have been um, struggling this year. I really wanted to save $24,000, which is an oddly specific number, but I swear it made sense. It was based on math. And um, my I just figured out that like my subconscious feels all kinds of ways about money. And that's from childhood beliefs, so I am like slowly, slowly reprogramming to um, to link new feelings to free or sorry freedom, which is the kind of the feeling I want to feel. But I'm linking new feelings to money, and so we're going to talk about that at the end of the workshop, so that you have your takeaways or like kind of your roadmap on how to achieve your goals for 2021. It's going to be so fun. I love that it's a group setting, so everyone can kind of be inspired by each other. And everyone who signs up will get a free worksheet for a mid-year check-in, which is a super important thing. I did this this year, and it was awesome. Like, checking in on your goals, feeling good about where you're going, and then course correcting for the future, super, super important. Um, so, yeah, so if you're interested in signing up, go ahead and visit sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. Com. It's going to be super, super fun. All right. Um, that's it for – oh, oh, my gosh. One more thing. Um, the winner – we have a winner of last week's um, giveaway. Oh, my God. Was that last week? Who am I? It was two weeks ago. My gosh. So two weeks ago, the lovely Lana Revere was on the show, The Aura Reader, and she was giving away a free aura reading session. And I just want to congratulate Liz Feeney on winning the session with Leanna. So I'm going to go ahead and connect you too. And thank you for everyone who participated in the giveaway. I'm just loving this month of giveaways, you guys. It's so much fun. 
Um, and all of the things that we're giving away are like top notch. Like I'm really, really, really pumped about whoever's winning. Okay. So I really do think now that that was it for my announcements and my intro. And I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the show, Victoria Jane. Hello. I'm excited to be back. Me too. You're like the first guest I've had back on the show. So this is like, oh, this is a big deal. Thank you. Well, I'm really just excited to talk to you. So, oh, me too. I mean, human design, I love all things. So, our episode together on human design is literally the most listened to Lit AF podcast episode. So, I'm going to link it below for anyone that hasn't heard it. Um, But I felt like it was time to bring you back on and talk more about human design and go deeper uh, because it's so fascinating. And I just love talking to you as well. So, here we are. Let's do it. So today's topic is going to be like really, really interesting. I'm super pumped. Um, We're going to talk about profile and more specifically the sixth line journey and the third line phase, which Victoria is going to define for all of us. Um, But I thought we could start. I know in the last episode, we talked a little bit about this, but if you could just give us a brief overview of how, what the profile is in human Mm -hmm. design. Yeah. Profile um, is one of my favorite parts of the chart. So what is it? It is, I think of it as like the archetype of how you live out your life. So you know how you're like, oh, that person's like such a people person, that person's like such a genius, that person's like such a, I don't know, like a researcher, right? There's these different kind of like energies and that's what profile speaks to. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when we think about all the different pieces of a chart, it's like, you got a profile, you got a type, you got different centers, you got gates, so they all come together. And this is why, you know, there's so much, um, nuance in human design. Uh, but to, to bring myself back on track, because I can always feel, I can already feel myself spinning out. Um, <laughs> it can be super helpful to know your profile, um, to know this, like, kind of like, what are my, what are the, how do I want to live out my life? Right. Mm. What are, how, what's like my own process. If I want to like research versus figure it out myself versus, um, you know, step into this kind of role where I'm like really impacting other people. Those are just different examples. Um, It can also speak to like how you like to learn, how you like to relate. So yeah, that's a little bit about profile. And where it comes from is if you look at like the, for the people who are like into looking at their charts and decoding things, um, it's the number after the decimal point for the top two gates on the red and black sides. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit more on the technical side, but just, you know, because sometimes if, if, you're just looking at the picture. It's like, what? what's actually the profile? So like in your case, Sarah, you're, you have gate 40 in your sun and then it's a dot six and then you have um, 35 on the red side dot three. So that's where your point six, three comes from. Wow. That's fascinating. I love that. Very cool. Yeah. Love getting to know those gates at the top. Cause I'm like, what are these things? <laughs> they look really important. I don't know how to read them. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and tell us more. So tell us more than specifically about the six line journey and then the third line phase. Cause there's so many different profiles. So we would yeah. love to cover them all. That will be a thing Victoria does. I'm sure in the future <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on her own time. <laughs> exactly. So, right. So there's, um, so the profile has two numbers, right. And then the numbers can be from one through six. So there's 12 different profiles. Um, you are a six, three, as I just said, I am a six two. And mm. so when we were talking about like, what, what next juicy topic should we go into? I was like, oh, let's definitely talk about the six line because 
what's unique about the six line for anybody that has a six in their profile is that we have a distinct, we have three distinct stages in our life. So the first phase of our life, um, we act like the third line and the third line uh, characteristics are that they're the kind of people, we're the kind of people um, that learn about life through our own experience. So we wanna like roll up our sleeves and jump in and like kind of get a little dirty. And there's this, like, I have to test it out for myself. Like someone might give you advice and you're, you're like, I know this is how I used to feel. Someone would give me advice and I'd be like, mm, I don't know, like, are you sure I'm gonna feel that way? And I'd have to like, and then I'd be really like internally, I would just be compelled to want to have that experience myself to know, is that actually true? So that's kind of what the third line energy is like. So this applies to anybody who has a six line who's currently zero to 30 or anybody who has a three in their profile. So that's going to be a, a lot of people. Now, if you're a third line, this is kind of how you are your whole life. You want to, yeah, you want to do things for yourself. You want to test it out. You want to experiment. And to some people, and it kind of depends on what your upbringing was like, this can feel painful because it's like, oh no, I have to like make mistakes and, um, <laughs> I find more so for six lines than for third lines because six lines are kind of destined to quote like grow out of it. There's this idea that like, oh no, if I could just figure out the right in quotes thing to do, I could somehow avoid all these mistakes, which is mm. just like, it's not true. If you're a third line <laughs> or you're in your third line phase, there's no such thing as a mistake. There's no such thing as failure. It Everything that is happening as rocky and intense and roller coaster-y as it feels is creating the person you are meant to be mm, and I can that. say that now and you can nod along with me now and be like yeah it's true but like when I was in it when we were in it <laughs> it was like I don't know there were a lot of like crying on the floor moments I'll just say uh -huh. that yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah so so that's what the third line phase is for a six line profile but and then afterward the other two phases so around Saturn return which is obviously important to everyone and I feel like all of your listeners know Saturn mm -hmm. return right mm -hmm. um it's like especially intense for the sixth line because it marks this transition from, okay, you're who you were, this third line phase to energetically being able to pull back and alchemize and transmute all of the intensity that you experienced in this first phase of life to, to like turn it into something. I, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you can pull back. So in traditional human design, you'll hear um, people talk about the second phase of the sixth line is going on the roof which is like a little esoteric, but it's because um, the analogy of a house is used to describe the one through six mid profiles. So the sixth line is the last line, which is literally the roof of the house. So it's like, you know, you play kind of in the third line phase and then you get to like come up and like observe things objectively. Mm. So I have some, like I was just reading for a, a friend who's a six two and <laughs> he was like, he's in his early mid thirties. And he was like, I was telling him about this. He's like, Oh, cool. So like, it's not like, I don't want to not party anymore just cause I'm getting old. It's cause I'm on the roof. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Like you're not getting old. Don't worry. It's just, you don't feel compelled to like get trash and have those experiences anymore. <laughs> you know? Um, Love so that. yeah. So that's the second phase. And then after that happens, like, and then another, another way to put it is like, you take all of the trauma of your zero to 30 and then mm. you like, you know, you like lick your wounds a little bit. It's like mm -hmm. some people don't like to hear that, but if you're in a place where like you've survived it, you're like, yeah, that, that feels accurate. Um, <laughs> <100%. laughs> yeah. Then, then around 50 is when we 
can really start to embody everything we've learned. And that's when we become the role model. So all every profile line has like a, a nickname and the sixth line is called the role model. The third line, a lot of people don't like the name. I used to resist it a lot too. I still don't really say it in a reading to be honest, but the third line is called the martyr, mm. which sounds like really scary, right? It's like, nobody wants to actually, no, no <laughs> nobody does. But, but now like only in the last couple of months, as I reflect on it, I'm like, okay, I, I see why Rod named it the way he did, where it's like, there's kind of, there's like a dark humor to it, where it's like, yeah, like I did kind of go through a lot and like, yes, now I can like share my lessons and whatever, but I usually almost never say it because it's not encouraging. Mm. <laughs> I, I like to stick to like the experimenter. The experimenter. Love that. Why yeah. do you think, so why was it dark? Like, why do you think it was like dark comedy? Like, how does it manifest? Right. Okay. So, so I don't know if you've ever listened to, to Ra Uruhu, the founder of human design, like talk. So he was, he's a manifester, was a manifester type. So like manifestors and he had a defined ego. So, you know, you can imagine just like the kind of person who's like, I know what I want to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be intense. I have a big energy. And his whole thing is he really like, um, how do I put it? He really like wanted to shake people up right? Even the language of like, as a projector, right? Wait for the invitation. Most people hear that and they're like, oh my God, no, what? Right? So I I think there was a similar vibe with that third line martyr name because Mm. you wanted to be like, you know what? It is going to suck, but it's fine. You know, it's kind of that like cosmic joke thing, but like you have to, most people have to be in a really solid place to hear that. And I, Mm. you know, it just doesn't land a lot of the time. So what is exciting about kind of this new wave of human design, I'll call it, right? Most of the people on Instagram is that I think a lot, most of us use much friendlier language. Mm, That's so fascinating. I love hearing about his um, need to shake it up. That like makes so much more sense. Yeah, I mean, he talks about like, you know, he was an atheist before he channeled this this thing. And like, yeah, (laughs) like kind of of a nihilist too. So like there are little undertones, there are little undertones of that. I love that. That just makes him like more rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think this is like a tangent, but I've really been thinking about, because there is this like old wave human design kind of group and the new wave human design group. And like, there's, you know, the world of human design within it, there's like <clears throat> different camps and philosophies on like, should you be super traditional and stick with what was channeled? And I really feel like it's a living, breathing system. And as more people learn about it, we're actually all, and this is what our conversation is about today. We're all sharing our own experiences of, you know, these different parts of the chart and and these energies. And so it's evolving. And so I think it was totally makes sense that he was a manifester and he started it. But Mm -hmm. I think there's so much more stuff that, you know, I think more people are going to channel more information about the system. We're going to learn new things. So it's, it's by no means static. I just got chills. That's so exciting. I love that. I totally love that. And I think too, with human design, especially because there's, I don't know, it's like, there's so many different parts. Mm-hmm. Like people can take it so literally. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and just to hear that it's living and breathing is like, oof, like <laughs> yeah. some of it can apply, some of it cannot. Like it doesn't have to be so rigid. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. Okay. So we're going to talk about the third line phase and the second line phase, which is going to be great. Mm. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just like a quick, like 
tweak there. So we're going to talk about the third line phase and then the second phase of the sixth line. Because once once you're love after that. 30, then you're fully like sixth line. If that makes Ugh, sense. Love that. I am full, full sixth line right now. It is. Yeah. I am so excited for these questions, like going back. And so Victoria really put these questions together. I have to give her credit. <laughs> um but like going, I'm just so excited to talk about it. And it was like a little, like I, I had some emotions come up for sure Ooh. going through these questions. So I'll yeah, well, I feel like I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn about you too. <laughs> oh yeah. Get ready. <laughs> um, you might be surprised. So, okay. So let's get into it. This is now we can embody our six line journey, um, and be role models to others, which well, yeah, and actually, sorry. Can I add one more? Thing? Yeah, please. So, what's interesting is you know, when Ra channeled the system, he was teaching adults, right? So he's like talking to people about being six lines, but these are, he's talking to people in their, I don't know what the age range is, but let's say like conservatively, like 20 plus. So there's really never been that many people that have been able to live as a six line, knowing they're a six line, right? I think that's just happening now with like some of the original people that knew about human design that had kids. So there's actually something really cool about what we're doing right now, which is sharing our six line experience as like, documentation around what it can look like for future, future, you know, little six line babies. Love, love that. Wow. Oh my God. This is, it's all so new. It's all so new. That's so crazy. Very cool. Okay. So here we are being role models. I'm so excited. Um, okay. So I'm going to have, I'll have you go first and then, or we can kind of, I don't know how it'll work. We'll just, yeah. yeah, I love that. So, um, tell us about your six line journey. What were the toughest rock bottoming moments that led you up to 30? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, so I'm 32. I just turned 32 a couple months ago and my Saturn return was when I was 29. So mine kind of hit on the later end Mm. and like I started having health issues the year leading up to my Saturn return. And these chronic health issues were what prompted me to eventually Um, for those that know a little bit more about my story, eventually leave my corporate job at the beginning of 2020. Um, And then I'm also going through an uncoupling right now. So I'm leaving, um, I got married a couple years ago. And so there's like that whole thing is happening. Um, But to directly answer your question. So the toughest rock bottomy moments were really around career and health for me because Mm -hmm. I had been raised to think that, you know, success in my career had to look a certain way. And it was literally and also mental, emotionally making me, making me sick. So there were like a couple of years where I like changed everything about my lifestyle. Like I was already like biking to work every day and like drinking green smoothies. I feel like we may have touched on some of this last time. Um, so I don't want to get too like repetitive, but like I, I was just doing so much and I was still not well. Like my hormones were still off. I was still having insomnia. Like it got to the point where when I finally took a medical leave from work, which was like, I had been like, I literally didn't know if I could do it, if it was like allowed. Right. So that was like a big rock bottom moment to be like so unwell and like crying in my therapist's office and her being like, you just like canceled an international vacation. Like you lost your period. You're still working a lot. And you seem to think that's like normal, but I don't think, I don't think this is. And it took that being like reflected back to me to be like, oh my gosh. So I don't think I'm being very concise about this, but, uh, that whole period was really intense and really dark. Mm. Um, but it took, it took that breakdown in order for me to 
actually let go of all of these mm. ego things that I had going on. So, wow. Yeah. So how, yeah. now that you're through that, like how, what, what did you establish like during that time or what were, what were your takeaways? <laughs> mm. I mean, a big one that I can see now that I wouldn't have gotten back then, uh, was like, if you feel like shit, that's like probably not like you don't have to feel like that, mm. you know? Mm. Yes. Yes. But I didn't like, I, I like, didn't realize that <laughs> I was like, Oh no, this is really normal to just feel. And maybe that's like Silicon Valley culture where everybody brags about how like tired they are and like, you know, reaches for the, the next free coffee and, and whatever. But um, <laughs> like, I just didn't, it just didn't, it wasn't part of my reality as crazy as that sounds that like I could like get enough sleep every night and like in, enjoy, you know, 95% of my, my waking hours. It was just normal to be like hanging on by a thread wow. because that's what I was used to. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I mean, underlying all of that, cause you and I both, um, both do like, TBM manifestation work like I was also shedding a lot of layers of like ancestral beliefs and um you know shadow and just like things that had been conditioned in upbringing that was also that was also taking time too so it was kind of like multiple layers of this was all happening in my third line phase mm, wow wow yeah. wow that's I mean that's a huge, I think that's a really huge realization. And probably looking back at yourself, like looking at yourself now versus looking at yourself then is like, I'm going to guess night and day. <laughs> I'm not sure. I wasn't Yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I, we were talking about this before we started recording. Like I've been rereading some old journals and like when I look at what I used to write about, like my plans for the future, I read it now and I'm like, what is this bullshit? Like you were, you know, like I can, there's a certain like fakeness. Or maybe it was, yeah, it was like a little bit fake. Like I could, I was like parroting what I thought I was supposed to do, mm. but I read it now and I'm like, that was all, that's not true. Like, that's not how I actually feel. Um, but I couldn't see it at the time, which is kind of strange. Mm. Even it sounds strange, even as I'm saying it, but it's, that's how it feels. Mm, that's wild. That is so yeah. wild. It's almost like you couldn't, you thought it was true. I'm sure you, at that time you thought it right. was true. Right. Right. Exactly. But now looking back, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost, it's like shocking to kind of realize that, but I don't know. Do you feel similarly about like anything from your pre, like your third line phase around your beliefs around life? Maybe yeah. your journey is like a little different. So it's interesting. Like, so me, I'm 35 now and I feel like my kind of coming off my Saturn return. Okay. So we'll just, we'll just get into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 25 year old Sarah was like, only cared about her career. I was working for nonprofits and just trying to climb that corporate ladder, the, the nonprofit corporate ladder as much as I could. Um, I worked literally all the time. I never I rarely took care of myself. Um, and I drank so much. Like I partied mm -hmm. so much. And that's just, I just thought that's what life was. I was like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to play hard. And then on Monday, I'm going to feel like shit, <laughs> 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 but I'm going to recover and it'll be fine. So my rock bottom moment was I moved to Amsterdam when I was 28 and 
I moved to Amsterdam with a partner of, I think at the time, eight years. So we had been together since college and he's an amazing guy, amazing guy. But I think that like our relationship, when I look back on it now, I'm just like, I was clinging to safety. Like I was clinging to someone that we made a shit ton of money and lived in San Francisco, <laughs> which is like really important because it's crazy expensive to live here. Yeah. Someone who was familiar, like I was changing friend groups all the time. So looking back on my, on that, like third line phase, I'm like, yeah, it was trial and error. Like, am I this person? Am I this kind of friend? Who am I? Sorry, people. Sorry, all my friends. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going through my own journey. Um, so I moved to Amsterdam when I was 28 with this partner and Amsterdam, the Netherlands and me were not friends. So I, yeah. So I'm like this, you know, very outgoing bubbly person, um, reading back through my journals. Like I'm always like, and then I just made this friend and they're amazing. And like, friends are really important to me. Try like tribe is literally in my human design chart, like not surprised at all. So when I moved there, it was like, I couldn't make a friend to save my life at all. (laughs) And then the Dutch just didn't understand me. I was loud. I was um, I looked Dutch, but I didn't speak Dutch. They're like, you're confusing by so confusing. Like people would come up to me speaking like full Dutch. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what you're saying. And then they'd get mad at me. Like, it was just like very strange. And then European culture in general, not to like meld everyone together. Cause they're also all the different countries are so different, but Northern, um, Europe was just so like cold and everyone hangs out with their high school friends. And like, I get it. Like there's a lot of tourists in Amsterdam. So I was, feeling I, it was the most alone I have ever felt in my entire life. (laughs) I know, I know. And then in this relationship, I felt so alone. So it just became very clear to me, like my, um, partner and I at the time were just having like all of these fights and I would just try to like cover it up with all these trips. So every weekend we go on a trip to like a different country, which was so fun and very um, distracting and wonderful. And halfway through our time in Amsterdam, I decided, this was so crazy, decided that if we could make it through Amsterdam, we could make it through anything. Like that's how I, I love was- the, I love the like rationalizing sign. <laughs> yeah. I did that too in my own way. I'm like, send me a sign. And I see like a match, like a matchbox. And I'm like, yes, that's my sign. That's it. That's it. That's the sign right there. I'm also like the way I talk about it, it sounds like war. Like if we can make it through Amsterdam. Right. So I decided to propose to him at the end of our trip. Yeah. Yes. And like we had booked tickets to come back to San Francisco, like literally one year to the day. Okay. So, oh, sorry. That's my dog. Um, so propose and the proposal, you know, it takes a lot of guts to propose anyone out there who's proposing, like I give it to you. Like it is a hard thing to do. Um, and culturally, you know, as a woman to do it, it was also, it was just really hard yeah. and shit got weird after the proposal. So, um, we had a bunch of friends visiting and we were like doing this Mediterranean trip to like end everything. And he didn't want to tell anyone. And mm. I was just like, okay, that's it. like my little gut was like, this is off. And then, um, my mom came to visit for a month and like, I couldn't even tell her that I was technically engaged and wait so you proposed and he said yes but then he yes. didn't want to tell people yes yeah okay yeah, 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 yeah. okay so mm. I was kind of just like waiting and just thinking to myself like why am I waiting 
I went out on a limb here. If he doesn't want to do it, that's fine. Like, I just need to know. So, and my gut literally was like, something is way the fuck off. Like, I don't know what it is, but this is just wrong. So we moved back to San Francisco and I started therapy, which was like the lifeline that I needed to like (laughs) start realizing these things of like what my value was what I needed as a human being, um, and what were my non-negotiables. So I think like six months after starting that, I broke up with this person. Um, and the breakup was like horrible and intense. And even when you're the breaker upper, it's still so fucking hard. And so a lot of friends like didn't understand that. And it was like, it was really, really, really rough. But then right as my Saturn is returning, I am like having this like Renaissance year of just like- So magnetic. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Doing comedy, started doing like all of these things that I wanted to do that I never did. And when I started doing that, I stopped taking my career as- serious. So like, Mm. it was really important to me to have a good job and a good paycheck, but all of a sudden it wasn't like the number one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that like my big takeaways were like, follow your gut. Like I knew something was wrong in that relationship and it still took me a year to actually end it after I knew something was wrong, Mm. which is fine. Did you, do you remember if you justified the the thing that you're like oh this feels wrong and then like what or was it an ignoring do you remember I don't know yeah I was like I well I think I kept just giving myself like one month at a time I'm like if I still feel this way in a month Mm. we're gonna check back in like I was like definitely not ignoring it like I was journaling the fuck out of it and being like this is so real this is here but being like okay give it some more time maybe he just needs more time and like thank god he acted this way because then I would be married to him. So yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I wonder, cause it's like, you have your defined heart, right. That like willpower. So there's probably mm. that part of you that's like, well, I want to keep the commitment, but then yes. you have a defined G center. So you're like, no, but I know my direction in life and I know where I should be headed. And this isn't it. 1000%, 1000%. Yeah. And then after my Renaissance year, I met my now husband and he I think that like my value takeaway from all of it was like, I want to have fun. Like I'm here to have fun. Like, yeah. Well, it's like funny because no, knowing you now, like I think of you as so fun and I can't even yes. think of a version of you that doesn't, you know, <laughs> you would be so surprised. Like I was so like, I was just so career oriented and very serious. And I had a partner that matched that energy. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, I mean, it sounds that part of our journey feels very similar where it's like, yeah, I mean, I still like I'm still ambitious I still want to like have an impact but I'm like I don't get the same like identity from it Mm, yeah yes where like it used to be everything right yeah (sighs) and and not even like everything in that like I like it meant so much to me because even when I was in tech I'd be like yeah whatever this is what I do but then Mm. it took up that it was like the shell that I filled Mm. and now I'm like oh wait I get to like choose what shell I have cool it's the coolest (laughs) I love that yeah wow such a different way of looking at it like I just always felt like like I was unhappy but that like someday in the future, it would all just magically work out or something. It was very strange. Mm. Very, very strange. 
Like, well, and it did, but the magic part was like kind of intense. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you call it your Renaissance year. That makes it beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a fun year. So in Amsterdam, I started like, like really defining who I was. And mm. I, that's when I first started bleaching my hair. I had bleached hair for like six years after that. I had at one point like a faux hawk. Like I was really exploring the identity of Sarah. I think you need to post, you need to post some pics when you- I will, for sure. In the blog post, (laughs) I will. And if you have any, I will post those as well. Mine will will be boring. It's like me at happy hour with like a blazer, (laughs) not not anything interesting. I want to see this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's something that, um, oh, so I just wanted to highlight though, that like for any six lines that are listening, the process of shifting from the third line phase to being on the roof is not usually pretty. Like it requires us to take action and co-create. And, you know, like there, if some people know Vanessa Henry is another human design person, she told, she talks about it as like clawing your way onto the roof. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, okay, like I quit my job and I'm uncoupling, but, and yet all this is happening. And like in between behind the scenes, I'm like sobbing you know, right. right. Or yes. whatever it is, or like yeah. eating like way too much chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first month of my breakup, my best friend came to visit from New York and he's a fun dude, super fun dude. And I literally would wake up early in the morning so I could cry. <laughs> oh my God. You're like so structured. You're like, all right, here we go. Yeah. I was like, I, I need to let it out. <laughs> oh. oh my God. It was so, it was just so intense. Yeah. It's, it's, woof. but like would not change it for anything. If I didn't go through that, I would not, I wouldn't be where I am today. No, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. I think it's like, it's what makes us. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So how have you evolved since 30 ish? Like I'm going to hear beliefs, Mm. values, life, energy, like all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, beliefs, I I feel like my brain is different. Wow. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I mean, how do I put it? Like, you know, like the words like reprogramming, reprogramming, brain rewiring, um, all those are thrown around and, but it's, but it's true. Like, Mm -hmm. And I guess there's certain things that I haven't mentioned yet, but like, you know, I used to have like disordered eating when I was in high school and early college. And like now it's like, doesn't exist. And I think Mm. that's kind of different. Like in the sort of disordered eating spaces, there's a lot of talk around like, oh, well, you know, you never like really recover. Like you're always going to be like a little insecure or whatever. And it's like, I don't, I don't believe that's true. I actually think you can completely, because, because I have, like that doesn't come up at all, you know? Um, Or but that's just, that's kind of like a, I don't know why that one popped up. Um, I'm curious, I think I just, yeah. For your brain, sorry, follow-up mm-hmm. question. So if you've changed your brain, like, why do you think that is true for you? Like, do you think that you just have this belief that like, mm. that like you are never going to have to deal with it again? Or what do you think it is? Um, hmm, how do I articulate this? I guess like what I literally am thinking about is like the synapses of our brain. Right. And it's like, whatever input comes in and then like they fire and that means something. And so I've gotten to the point where, and there's like a lot of stuff, right. Like societally. Um, But I guess I've gotten to the point where like, I've, I feel like I've like let the old, like, like, uh, 
connections die off and built up the new ones. And mm-hmm. so this is kind of in the vein of like Joe Dispenza, a lot of the yoga nidra that I do. Um, it's all the same thing, right? It's just like, what beliefs are you choosing to run through your consciousness and, mm-hmm. and r- bring alive through emotion? Mm-hmm. And so whatever. And so there's so many different practices how that can look. Um, and I, I guess I've dabbled in many of them and, and ultimately it all comes together to be this, like, well, I just, mm, I, I feel like I'm like, I'm grasping for an, I want an analogy that makes sense. It's like, I don't know, I guess it's like if you had a forest, right. And like, you just let some plants die and like new plants grow and that's just what it is. Like now the forest is different. Mm. Love that. Does that answer? I don't know if that answers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So, okay. Energy. I think that's a big one that's shifted. Mm. Like, yeah. Uh, And we're both projectors, right? So just understanding like, oh, the way my energy works can be different. And like, there's no shame in that. It's just like, (laughs) this is how I am. I mean, I'm still by the way, like, I want to make it super clear. I'm still learning and practicing all of this. Mm. Like, there's not an endpoint. and just like taking where I am now and looking back at the past, it's like, I'm so much more kind and gentle and surrendered. And those things used to sound like not positive to me. And now yes. I'm like, this is the way to be, you know? Yes. Oh, I love that. Such a good point. Like none, I, I would laugh at all of this in my twenties. Yeah. yeah. All of it. <laughs> especially those words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember like, cause I did my, my yoga teacher training in 2012 and there's this, I don't know if you do yoga, but there's this one pose where you're like, if you like go from, what is it? Like you do a plank, right. And you like, just let your lower yourself to the ground. And then you just like splay your arms out. So this, and it's called pranam. You flip your palms up. You're basically like prostrated. Right. And and yeah, pranam, and you're just like fully kind of bowing. Mm. And I remember doing doing this pose and feeling so uncomfortable to like let myself be vulnerable and lie there and quote surrender. Mm. And now when I do that, it just it feels so fucking good. Oh, I love you know? that. I love that. Oh yeah. For me, I think, oh, I'm sure I was like 32 when like, you know, when you're in yoga, the yoga class and everyone, they're like, if you are too tired, go, go to like a child's pose. Like, I don't think I ever, ever allowed no myself way. to do that until I was 32. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'll do a whole class in it. <laughs> yeah. Well that, okay. So that reminds me, I didn't learn how to nap until I was 30. Whoa. Like I could not do it because I was wow. always so amped up. Like, so there's two variations that I see with projectors. I'm pretty sure my dad's a projector and he's really good at napping. He used to nap in his office like every day. Love um, that. I know. But on the other hand, like for me, you know, picking up all of that sacral energy, it was so amplifying that even if I did lie down to nap, I like, I can't, I can't do it. And, wow. it. and it took me until like I was on medical leave and I was so tired and I couldn't, I was so amped that I was still having trouble sleeping at night. And I, found this teacher who was like, just, you don't even have to sleep, just lie down. And that finally gave me the permission to at least try napping because I kept feeling like I was failing at napping because I wasn't oh getting God. to sleep and it was a waste of time. I know. Um, just what so you want. I, I know. So I, there's so many layers to that. Right. Um, but so I would like lie down and then I would do like a recorded meditation. And then sometimes I would just touch into like, you know, like five to 10 minutes of napping, mm. but then I would do it and I'd be like, Oh, that felt good. And I can do it. I guess I can keep doing this, you know? 
but that was I mean talk about learn that through the third line phase like of finally getting to that point yeah wow wow trial and error <laughs> right right <laughs> makes like a little dose of just like some self-hatred or just like giving yourself a hard time like that's so intense <laughs> yeah yeah oh my gosh um oh. Oh, sorry. Did you have any more that you wanted to add? No, I mean, there's, there's, I can never like, there's always, there's There's so many. What about you? I want to hear what. So I think I can't remember the age. So, okay. My husband came into my life. He was really into festival culture and this has like just totally changed my life. So I started going to festivals with him. It's hilarious thinking like I was afraid of festivals before I met him, which is like comical. So if you know me, I love festivals, love partying, got super into drugs, just experimenting and having like fun. Fun is a really important thing to me in my life. So I kind of ran away with the circus and I actually started working for Burning Man, which is like the ultimate circus, I would say. It's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Adult circus. Yeah. So it was interesting. So I trans, like I transitioned from my Saturn return, met my husband and then immediately just started li- living and embodying fun at all times. Still was doing improv. Oh, yeah. Ch- it was chills. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> but then, um, I would say I took it too far. Like it became like, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Party Monster with Macaulay Culkin. I will link it below. It's so fucking good. But it's about partying in the 80s and 90s rave culture. And you just kind oh. of watch these people go from like cute little like raver fairies to like drugged out. Like oh my God. can't leave oh the party. God. And yeah. I feel like it wasn't that bad, but that was kind of where I was heading. I was seeing sun, sunrises every day or every weekend. Mm. And it, it became, it became too much for my, for my projector body. And I wasn't saying no when I needed to, and I wasn't taking care of myself. So when I hit 34, that's when I started doing to be magnetic. Um, that's when I started a daily meditation practice. So a lot of these things that like are now my intense beliefs of like being so gentle to myself and really checking in and seeing how I'm feeling and being there for myself all really started within 34. And then also kind of processing all of that trauma, like what you talked about. Now I'm just starting to do that. Like I'm actually going back into therapy for trauma therapy. And like, it's interesting that it took me kind of that, like five, it's almost like I had to have my, like my second roaring twenties to like, <laughs> to like be able to like bid that adieu and know that like that was fun and I have like I can access that but I don't have to do that at all times so yeah it doesn't have to be your one identity yes yes and it truly was becoming and I think that I've seen that a lot in um, Burning Man culture where it really becomes someone's identity mm-hmm. and I did not want that for myself like there's so many other parts of me like working for Burning Man, not working for Burning Man anymore, but, um, being a festival community member is just one of the many things that I like to do. So, yeah. yeah. So I would say it was interesting having like, um, a really, really, really busy early thirties. That was also the embodiment of like everything that I'd ever kind of wanted in for my life. So that was really cool. Mm. <laughs> it's so interesting. Cause I didn't know a lot of what you just shared with me. So it's so interesting to know you now. And like, I, 
like, you know, the, the like labels that I would have thrown out of like fun, comedian, Burning Man, like all these things, right? I'm recognizing like, oh, these happened after 30. And there was this whole other like Sarah. And I'm curious, like, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but like, because I, I think about it for myself, like the labels I would have used for mm. me then versus now are like l- literally a different person. There was like, you know, like tech, like tech business, um, like a student, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whatever career me. And now it's like, none of those things apply anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. That's so funny. Are there certain labels that you oh would have attached God. to yourself then that you're like, don't exist. Reliable. <laughs> I think that would have been a big one for me in my early or like middle twenties. And like, yeah. now I'm like, I pride myself on not being reliable. Like I pride <laughs> myself on being flaky that like very flaky Californian. Like, Oh, I own that shadow. I mean, yes. not even shadow, but just like own it. I was yes. Yeah. Like if I don't want to go and it's last minute, like I'm not going to go. Like I can't lie to you anymore. I just can't like, you don't want me to go. It's not going to be fun for either of us for me to be there in like this mood. So um, yeah, definitely, one. definitely reliable. And then oh, I'm trying to think of some others. I want to say serious, but like, I don't think I was that serious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. Like I, in college, like I was not a good student and in high school, I wasn't a good student either. And yet I'm the only one in my family that went and got a master's. And I think that that just says a lot about where I was at in my career and what I thought was like really important. Mm. And yeah, like I went to go get a master's to study museum studies. And then oh. while I was having my Sarah Cohan <laughs> um, crisis in oh. Amsterdam, I started writing about, or I did my thesis on um, modern television shows, specifically Game of Thrones. So, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> that I was kind it. of the beginning of the unfolding, I would say. No, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So I am so fascinated to hear this. How do you live differently now versus then? Okay. (laughs) I, the level of the level, the amount of space and that I, yeah, the amount of space that I give myself is just like Mm -hmm. so good. And I think if you had asked me even like, I don't know, like six months ago, I would have told you like, Ooh, every day feels like a weekend. Right. Cause I was still kind of shifting out of, um, this idea that like certain days, for example, had to be like crammed full of things I didn't want to do and certain days didn't. And now as I really, I feel, I felt this maybe in the last month or so, like anchoring into, especially as I've been like giving myself time to process like my own personal emotional stuff that's coming up. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can just take the time. Like I'm not going to hold myself to do a certain amount of work or whatever. Um, And it, it just feels like really normal and really good. But when mm. I contrast, like, you know, I used to have like 10 meetings a day in my, in my whatever tech job. Um, and now when I have two, and I mean, granted the level of like uh, focus that it takes for me and the energy is really different, but like, yeah. I don't even, I'm at this place now where I don't even compare them. I think it's just funny. But there was a there's a point there was a point where I used to compare it and I'd be like, oh, should I be doing more in my day? But now I'm just like, I can just, I like, I'm at the point where like lazy almost doesn't exist as a concept. 
Wow. I'm like, you're, you're a fool. If you think that you're lazy, like the lazier I can be the like, you know, I'm the one that's winning. Yeah. The more you're doing it right. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Such a different mindset that is so like different. opposite. Yeah. And we'll see if it shifts. Like maybe I'm enjoying mm. this now and like, there'll be a new level of um, inner desire to do more because I'm still, you know, I'm still on the bean protocol and healing my adrenals and all those things. Mm. And I've seen that even shift with like, like movement and like, mm. you know, really pulling back and then starting to feel into doing a little bit more. So who, who knows what it'll look like in the future, but just at this point in time versus the past, like that's, that's the gap. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That is a, that's hashtag goals right there. I still, as a projector, I love, I mean, I hate to use the caveat as projector yeah. as a human. I love sleeping, mm, <laughs> love sleeping. Mm -hmm. and as a business owner, <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm like ready to work every day at 9am. And I still yeah. like have that deeply ingrained program of like, you got to get to work at night. You got to work a full day, nine to five. Like who invented nine to five? Who did that? Like Obviously industrial fact, like factories and yes. yeah, no. Like we're not in the 1800s anymore. Let's move past no, that. No, no. So I'm still, I yeah, I'm still working on that, but it's in yeah. process. I will say at least. We're all yeah, we're all in process. And but so how about you? Like, because I'm sure there's other facets of life that have really shifted. Um. So the biggest thing now is that I'm sober, and um, that started in March, and that has been. I think for me, I just, what is, sorry, what does that mean to you specifically? Cause I feel like oh, yeah. there's a lot that falls under that oh, Good question. So, um, that for me specifically means alcohol. I also quit caffeine in March because I wasn't hungover every day. So I didn't need a jolt of caffeine to like get up. So I was like, I don't like, I was drinking caffeine and just being like super wired. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I don't need this anymore. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And I should say that I, I quit smoking in March as well. So those are like the biggest 25 year old Sarah was smoking a pack a day, drinking all the time and obviously drinking caffeine literally nonstop. So like for me, the habits are like the biggest change that I have seen. And if you had told me even a year ago that I would be doing this, I would have laughed in your face because they were so much, especially smoking was so much a part of my identity. Wow. Yeah. And now looking back, I'm like, Oh, I did it because it allowed me to have a break from social situations. Mm. And I would oftentimes like, you know, you'd have a smoker buddy come outside with you. So I get to have a one-on-one -on -one connection mm. with someone. Projector. Love it. Mm -hmm. And smoking is kind of a breath practice. Like you are Ooh, yeah. controlling your breath. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what environment you are? Um, I'm cave, which is okay. like, so okay. spot on. Okay. Well, um, I, was I was curious because sometimes they say for um, mountains people, that can be good. Oh, interesting. Because, because there's... Um, like when you're higher up, right. There's less oxygen. So any mm. sort of like breath, breathy thing for a mountains person can be really supportive. Mm. Um, but you know, it's not like this fully black and white thing. So anyway, I love that though. I could be, yeah. I could be a pseudo mountains. I could be yeah, yeah. a shadow mountain <laughs> caves, subtype mountains. Yeah. hundred there, percent. There's no such thing as that, by the way. Just anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so looking back and like thinking about all of us. Oh, and another thing is if when I was smoking, I would get to be outside. Like I would get mm, to be yeah. in nature, getting some fresh air. So even though it was such a toxic 
<laughs> habit. <laughs> there were all of these things that like I was using it to kind of take care of myself and, um, realizing that and the same with drinking, like numbing out to not, to not deal with feelings. Cause I didn't know how to deal with my feelings. So not shaming myself over like doing all of those things and doing yeah. them to the extent that I did. Um, I will be honest. I like, I'm still doing psychedelics every once in a while. Um, haven't given those up. And it's interesting. Like I, when I started stop drinking the drug, like each drug, the party drugs that I was doing, like they just kind of all started falling off. So like, it was like <laughs> cocaine, I'm going to try it. Nope. Not for me anymore. Again, I just don't need that. Like, You're like right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Oh my God. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's two things are popping into my head. One is that, okay, so we've been talking about the six line, but you're a six three. So mm-hmm. that third line thing is always going to be a part of your life. Mm. So I'm kind of, I kind of want to hear a little bit about how you feel like, you know, now that you're in your second phase, like what's the shift, but then still having some of the experimentation. Cause I, I feel like I'm hearing you have like all these continued experiments and ongoing things that feels more like the other, the other part of your profile. Yeah. Love that. Um, but then, so that was one thought. And, but the other one is just a reaction to the, to the substances stuff. Like, I mean, I felt that way about caffeine too, where like I knew for years, I mean, I like kind of quit caffeine like a long time ago, but then was always having bits and pieces because I was at work and there was like a free espresso, like a free espresso thing. And like, you know, like people there to like make the latte for you and like whatever. And people (laughs) and like people at work would be like, let's just go grab a coffee for a Mm -hmm. meeting. And like, that felt good. Cause like, I don't want to be in a conference room or a desk either. And it's just, it's so all of the customs that are built around certain things like that, it can be really hard to change it. Mm -hmm. And something that I think has been really helpful for, with human design is that sometimes it gives you the excuse to be like, oh, I'm going to be different, right? When I tell people like, oh, you you can like sleep by yourself or like, oh, you can like eat kind of different. Like you don't have to have a big breakfast if you don't yeah. want to or whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, when I first found out about human design, I was, um, I found out about my digestive type or projector's yeah. digestive type, which was like eating small meals throughout the day. Mm. And of course I went to my trusty friend, Google <laughs> to figure out like how to how to approach doing small, several small meals throughout the day. And I found this wall street journal article that was like describing this. I can't even remember what offices was, but a bunch of coworkers were describing their coworker who had decided to start eating lots of small meals throughout the day. And he stopped going to happy hours. And I'm like, it sounds like this person just found human design. all the coworkers were like so bummed about it they're like well he never eats with us anymore and he never hangs out with us like happy hour right right he's just doing himself like you don't need to worry about him (laughs) but that is the reaction but it's it's funny you mentioned that because that is the reaction that we're all afraid of getting right 100 percent. yeah so it's like like I don't I don't know what my point is with this but it's like acknowledging that may happen and also like if it's the right people in your life they'll understand and you can find other ways to hang out right like you can still go you can still go outside even if you don't go smoke a cigarette but it like it takes a little bit of bravery to like be the one the weirdo that's like let's just like go outside for a second (laughs) I just want to be outside with you it'll be great (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, yes yeah I love that yeah but wait so I want to hear your thoughts on the like six three thing Oh, I mean, yes, I have to, I'm always, I think I'm always going to be trial and error. And I think that starting a business is like the 
best example of that. So I started a, um, a, a cape company. So I was, you know, deep in festival culture. And I started designing these like really outrageous sequin sparkly capes and they were so fun. And I wanted to get one, but <laughs> then were- there was nothing to wear it to. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the, I had like launched the business and was, um, building it and then had decided to leave Burning Man and, and commit to capes full time. And that was in March of 2020, which is the same, same time that COVID made itself known. And, um, I still tried for, I think I closed the business in July, but I was committed to it. I was going to make it work. And, um, all of the festivals that I had lined up to like, um, you know, vend at, canceled and (laughs) no one, everyone was wearing like tie-dyed sweatshirts in their living room. Like no one one was wearing sparkly capes anymore, which I totally understand that there's going to be another time for that. But I got the experience and I was, I was so glad that I did it. And at the same time, I knew that that was not my forever job, but I would not have known that unless I had given it like a thousand percent of my attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I just was like, as, you know, I was also signing up for two being magnetic and learning about human design all at the same time and realizing that like being a designer is so much work, so mm. much work. Like if you are out there and you're a designer, like I give you all the mad respect, the mm. margins are so tight and the, the work, it's a physical ending. product. Yeah. yeah. And I was so- making them too. So it was just like, I was, I was working nonstop and I'm like, this is not this is not who I am anymore. Like I don't, I'm not that person. Yeah. But so do, do your experimentations, I don't know if you can comment on this right now, but do they feel easier or less intense now that you're not in your third line phase, you think? Yeah. Like I don't yeah. judge myself any as, as much anymore. So mm. closing my business was a big decision and I could have just silently closed in and like stopped posting on social media and closed the website and not told anyone, which is what I would have done in my twenties, hundred percent. And then in my, you know, I was 35 and I was like, so I got a shit ton of capes I want to sell. And I want people to know that like, I'm done. Like I'm, I, I'm like not celebrating gonna, it. I want to celebrate this. Exactly. Yeah. And the reaction was comical. A lot of people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, this is the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Like I'm feeling really good about it. It led to this podcast. Mm. So yeah. And I like that. Cause it also fits with what you learned in that first phase of like fun and celebration. So you're like, now I'm, now I'm still experimenting, but I'm doing it according to my values of, of fun and celebration. Yeah. And- yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So less, less guilt and shame and more just doing it. Shining so bright. It. Shining bright. Yeah. <laughs> Put some sparkles on it. <laughs> so, Love yeah. it. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. So what advice would you give yourself back then? I think, I mean, to some extent, I feel like I have to caveat it with like, no matter what advice is given, still would have had to gone through the experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think what, so one, um, what you're feeling matters, like what you feel is real, what you feel is kind of off is probably true. Mm. Cause I think it was really easy to ignore for a long time. Um, and then also, and it's kind of, it's funny cause it's like what I would say to myself then, but also what I want to hear for myself now, as I pull myself into the future of like, you can't see how it works out yet, but 
like keep going. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. Love that. That is, I want that advice <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I'm like, is this, is this actually me in like 2022 talking right now? <laughs> like you can't even see how beautiful it's going to be. You can't even fathom it. Like don't even, well, I love that. Don't even try. Um, I, I would say sell up to myself, celebrate your, your failures, mm. each and every single one of them. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. What you're doing or you yeah. have done. Yes. Which I'm doing now. I remember hearing Sarah Blakely, who's, I think it was Sarah Blakely. It was some, I was listening to how I built this while I was building my KF company, like literally nonstop. So um, I'm sorry, I will link below who the correct person is, but um, I was with some CEO that said that like around their dinner table, their dad, every single meal would be like, what was your failure today? I want to celebrate it. And I just mm. love that idea because it's a good third line parent right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you learn. That's how you learn. And I've spent my whole life trying to be perfect. And that was just such a waste of time. So, yeah. And like do every little business idea, just do it. Why not try? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then tell people about it. Cause and tell people about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you thinking about the Cape, the Cape company closing when I, I, like, I didn't know your internal process of it. I'm just like following you on social media. And I was like, I mean, there's part of me that was like, oh, you know, it's, it's a bummer that it had to close, but I could see you just like being like, this is it. Like going out with like such a bright bang. And it like made me smile to be like, that was like super fun to have seen all unfold oh, and happen. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a journey. And like, I think back on those days of like setting up for vending booths, <laughs> hating every single second of it. But when you're at, when I was be like at a vending event, I'd be like idolizing the designers that are selling their stuff. So mm. it's like, I wouldn't have known how I felt about loading in and mm. selling all day long unless I had actually done it. So I'm just so glad I did it. Just crossing things off based on what you have found out for yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, those are all my questions. Did you have anything that you wanted to add? Hmm. I think just like appreciation for this conversation. Mm, me too. <laughs> it's been super fun. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I hope that it, listeners enjoy it and they find it useful, whether or not you have a six line in your profile or not. I think it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Just life, just the journey of life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. We're all going through it. Um, Okay. So how can listeners get in touch with you if they are interested in learning more from you? Yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram at victoriajane.hd. And I would also highly encourage people to sign up for, well, you're going to talk about this, sign up for our email lists, because I think we'll see how things shift, but I'm, I'm feeling more drawn to like sharing deeper in like closed containers where I'm not limited to like a caption or like 15 seconds and all that. So um, definitely check out IG just to like stay in touch, but then I'd love to see you on, um, on the email list too. Cause I feel like I have some plans coming out that way. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about your design, we can always do a reading. If you are any kind of coach or practitioner, I have um, a human design coaching certification that is that's happening now, but the next round will be launching in February. So if you want to use human design to support people in, you know, whether you're a business coach or an entrepreneur or 
I don't know, like a relationship coach, a healer, anything. Um, I am so, it's such a mission of mine to support people to use human design in more ways. Mm, I love it. And you're so, 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 so good at it. Mm, So thank thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend following her on all channels. And she does all kinds of um, meetups and webinars and cool things all related to human design. Um, and she's doing, it's just to complete this gifting month. Um, she's giving a really fun giveaway. You want to tell us about the giveaway? Yeah. So I have a video. Well, okay. So we touched on it in this conversation, eating according to your design. And there's a lot to say about that. So I have, um, an hour long masterclass. That's about Mm. all of the different digestive types in human design. And so we're going to give that away to a person. Amazing. Right. Amazing. Yes, we are. Yes. And to sign up for it, I'll get a Jill. So Jill. follow both our Instagram. So you can follow me at it's me, Sarah Cohan. That's spelled I T S M E S A R A H C O H A N in Victoria. Victoria. Oh, I'm at, at Victoria Jane dot HD. I, I feel like people will know how to spell that. I agree. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty straightforward and then head on over to the lit AF website and you'll see enter to win, um, the, digestion video from Victoria Jane. And there you're going to sign up for both of our email lists so that you can get all the fun updates from both of us. Yeah. It's exciting. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming back on the show and just being so inspiring and amazing as always. It's been awesome. Thank you. It's always great to chat. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness. What a conversation. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Victoria Jane. She is just amazing. I feel like I got some coaching in there while we were discussing all of our six line journeys. Um, and I love her advice to herself. You don't know how great it's going to be. Just keep going. Like you can't even imagine it. Ugh, I just love that. Um, so yeah, so please enter to win, um, the free HD digestion video. If you visit sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com, um, on the menu, the top menu, you'll see the enter to win an HD digestion video, and you can, um, sign up for the lit AF newsletter, which will also send you up for Victoria's newsletter. I mean, she's got such great content, totally worth it. And then we'll announce next week. So the deadline to enter is January 5th. And we're going to announce next week who the winner is. And you can also sign up or learn more about the goal setting workshop on January 6th. So go ahead and just visit sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. Thanks so much, you guys. Happy freaking new year. Happy 2021. I hope it's amazing. And I'll see you back in the new year. Bye. That's it for today's episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review. Hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes and pass it along to a friend. Thanks again for joining. I hope you'll come back for more. In the meantime, check out sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. 